Shooting shots from half court, all right. He ain't blind. He <laughs> said they call Stevie in the kitchen, making omelets and everything. That man ain't blind. All right, so we are live and it is lit. This is Collective Verity's fifteenth episode. Is it our fifteenth episode? That sounds right. If it ain't our fifteenth episode, oh well. I am one fifth of the collecting. I am one fifth of the collective wine legend, aka Starbucks Poppy, aka. And to my left, we have. <laughs> what up, though? It's Dufay. Dufay. And to his left, we have Danny Unspoken. I am back. And we have returned after a week of being adults. How was everybody's week? I'm tired. I'm incredibly Ditto. tired. Uh, I had uh, some schooling to do and some weddings to do, and um, I need some sleep. All right, podcast over. Go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) If only. Um, Dufay, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm done. That's it? Yep. Okay. So. Yep. Yep. It was so adorable. Super entertaining. It was so adorable. Speaking of Shuri, um, Reverse Weekend, Brittany is officially Mrs. Davis. We got this as a whole segment. You can't just jump. Okay, okay, fine, fine. How do we even do pre production? Do we do pre production? Anyway, um, so this week we went to. Dufay's class to do some poetry. I was really excited because I've been having extreme severe writer's block and could not finish anything. And I finished two pieces, one of which was for Dufay's class. So I was really excited about that. Um, I did not get into anything scandalous. So go me. Um, shut do up, Dewan. No, 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 no because y'all paint this. No, I never do. I never do. But I figure if I get out in front of it, then it was a lot of women at the wedding, so yeah. it was hard to get into anything. I don't scandalous. understand what any I mean, it wasn't a lot of dudes, it, it was, wasn't a lot of Atlanta guys, superstars out. So, the rest of my week, um, <laughs> what else happened? Uh, uh, I'll end it there. Today I seen two panhandlers fight, and it was wild. They was beefing over whose street was it? Turf Wars. And then one of them, he looked like he was about. He he gave him the all right, fam, and started walking. Then he turned around and super kicked my man's sign in half. Wow. (laughs) And it was early. You know how angry you got to be to be malnutritioned and super kick somebody's sign in half. I mean, you are deciding where you want your energy reserves to go to, so. Just wake up tomorrow and don't eat breakfast at around 11 a.m. Try to kick something. <laughs> First of all, do I put an alarm in my phone like it's 11 a.m. It's yeah, time to kick just, something? Just try to kick something and watch, watch you be picking yourself up off the ground. Okay. Well, I'm clumsy, so I would do that whether or not I ate breakfast. <sighs> my week was good. I behaved. Thank I, you. I wouldn't have had a TED talk about family addictions. And uh, much like David Chappelle, it went well. Uh, 
And then this weekend, I was on my best behavior. Uh, wait. Despite my friend's lack of faith in me. I was going to say, I think I know one person that would protest to that in an entire Facebook thread, but... What? Oh, <laughs> Yo, that's wild. <laughs> don't, don't say it like it's about to be... <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Death loud. No. Yo. Of all the things y'all done said, I can't say this. But you don't... In the Me Too era, don't just say... If Facebook threads and people protested, <laughs> like we need clarity on these things. I mean, hey, I'm just saying what happened. I was on my best behavior. <laughs> Nobody was t- tampered with. That no. sounds wild. After the <laughs> nigga come back and say nobody was tampered with. I wasn't tampered with. Hey, everything was everything. So, uh, Corzana is at home doing jumping jacks with her baby. The baby's not doing jumping jacks. The baby is very confused as to why Corzetta <laughs> is doing jumping jacks. But, you know, you figure these things out as you go. This is our first light skin baby. So she's just trying to she's just trying to make it. First of all. It is her first light skin baby. Okay, but why is that relevant to why the baby is confused? Because Corzetta will be confused because the baby is light skin. <laughs> she shouldn't be. Her husband is. I'm confused she why there's confusion. Like, she like... Okay, she's at the Jody is an adult, so Yes. He is he, he is a light skinned adult. Yeah, but he's responsible for his own body. Like he could take care of himself. Okay. But the baby the is light skinned husband and the brown skinned wife had a light skinned baby. Yeah. I don't understand where the confusion Be- is. First of all, you it's know, not like they do fake you know, color or your color and know, they came out with a light skinned baby. Babies and toddlers all day try to figure out how they can murder themselves. And so, <laughs> <laughs> who have you been around? Fam, you ain't never seen a kid just do a diving suplex off of a couch. <laughs> <laughs> you like, fam, we lost that kid. Now, when your baby light skin, no, don't, don't, don't. You leave okay. the room and no. then no. you come back in a baby red, and you like, fam, what? How the baby red? You got this moon ring, baby. As the resident mulatto, I am offended by all of this. I'm, of course, I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> She's just doing P ninety X, trying to make sure the baby just knows somebody active in their life. Okay, well, you make it sound like everybody else is lacking. Brittany is. I mean, Jody understand because he's light skinned as well, so he like, ah, that baby fine. So this brings us to our first. (laughs) Brittany isn't here, but we have to recap Brittany's wedding. Brittany and Anthony's wedding. The Davises are a thing now. And uh, me and Dufay were groomsmen in this wedding. Mm hmm. Um, the need to play the host role hostess yes it was a beautiful wedding we want to say congratulations to anthony and Brittany. i'm only going to say tony from now on anthony sounded very unnatural yeah to tony and Brittany. hope they are enjoying their honeymoon as we speak it was a beautiful time beautiful people um how did you all enjoy the wedding it was really really pretty it was a beautiful ceremony i am slightly proud of myself that i did not cry i had moments um but i held it together and i'm extremely extremely happy for Brittany and tony i'm not calling him anthony um shout out to the shoe lover 
Where's the shoe lover? So they had uh, matching J's at the end of the wedding um, because Tony is a shoe lover. Like he loves gym shoes, and so they got matching J's. Okay. Yeah. So I had fun. It was cool. I was in a wedding with my girlfriend. They were adorable. You know, and my second girlfriend, because I had another girl on my other arm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was my left. that was my super my uh, what what she say sister wives sister wives my sister wives terrible shout out to Tingle Tangle Tingle Tingle I, I let my sister wives know if one of y'all trip will we go down this aisle stay on the ground lay prostate speaking tongue prostrate prostate True. is the that's, thing <laughs> <laughs> lay pro- that's wild lay prostate is a very Prost- um, that's wild um, yes. <laughs> Actually, Nobody was tampered with. Nah, plank and speaking tongues. Why do you have to plank though? Because we wasn't going back for them. It ain't about them. This is Britney's day. Okay. If you want to fall on the ground, make a fool of yourself. Just roll <laughs> over to the side. Somebody will be back to escort you. Probably one of the hostesses. Yeah. Shout out to that. So during the wedding and the reception, I people watched. And, um,. It brought me to a to a, a, a interesting conversation. How aware are you all of what your role slash personality is during social gatherings? I'm gonna be honest. When it comes to social gatherings, I'm just trying to get in and get out. I'm not trying to wow. dilly dally or. <laughs> so you're the tamperer. No, I'm not the tamperer. So you like Tinder? Yeah. No. Do you y'all gonna y'all gonna stop y'all gonna stop? Do you? <laughs> you're gonna no. I know no, people, I don't. No, but I know people. No. Who? No, you don't. Who get on Tinder just no. for the social gathering. No. Okay. No. But that being said, I will. I will. Depending on what the gathering is, I'll talk to the people that I know, that I'm familiar with, that I'm comfortable with. Um, I'll I'll spend time with them, but. Like, once I'm tired and ready to go, like, that's it. I shut down. I'm about to go sit in a corner or something. Um, so, like, as far as personality type, I think I would be, uh, if I'm high energy, I'm mixy. So, I'm talking to all the people. Um, Can you close your car window? What? Huh? All this air you let in. I'm your, confused. Your mic is... Doing the car window thing again. Yeah. I don't know how to fix it. Don't worry about it. Just try to plug it in more. It's not going nowhere. No. Yeah, I tried that. Unfortunate. We'll try to take that out in post. No, you won't. Also, shout out to all the podcast listeners that was at the wedding. <laughs> I appreciate you all. Saying that you enjoyed the podcast. I also appreciate all the questions on oh, if I actually edit say, the podcast. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. First of all, first of all, you about to hit edit? Nobody no. came up to me and said anything me about either. this podcast. Oh, uh, dang. Oh. <laughs> the people don't love you? Nah, <laughs> bro. The people I, love you. Uh, was all these women that came up? Mm-hmm. To you? Look at his face. He's a shame. He's no one said nothing to the podcast to me. <laughs> I mean, like, weren't we all sitting at the same table after a while? Like, I was moving around. 
Mm, I'm sure you were. Me, me and Anthony talked about it. Surely you did. You and Tony? Yeah. I talked about the, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, so it wasn't all women. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Was, so the man whose wedding that you were at said, hey, by the way. Okay. Shout out to all the podcast <laughs> listeners who were at the wedding. I appreciate. And for those who ask, uh, if I edit, I do edit. I know you hear people scream edits for things that I don't edit out. But one day I will drop all the clips of the edited no, you out. Won't. <laughs> audio. No, you won't. You, you want the collective to stay together, right? Like, you want us to succeed and prosper, don't you? No, there's one that's wild. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about looking at the group chat right now. Yeah. Like, that's what's happening. No, yo. This one is a that's wild. Fix. Yeah, it's one that's wild. It's one that's wild? No, I know which one, one he's talking about. Just, the specific I, I one. Dogging yes. somebody yes. out. Right? No, so no, you will not. Yeah, please. Dog. I feel like, I feel like it wouldn't even be that big of a deal on me, but another person would catch total hit yes. for that yes yeah so now nah, we won't we won't do that <sighs> all right so <laughs> back to the topic our roles and personalities so for me it varies i am either the person in the corner not really vibing um if Wait, i'm tired you're the curator of vibes sometimes i'll just be i mean it's not i'm not uh unapproachable i'm just like chilling in the corner and if if you approach me i'll, I'll have a conversation with you mm-hmm. typically though mm-hmm. in social gatherings i am the funny guy mm-hmm. in the room and um um wait flirting what's the difference between mixy and networking networking is you trying to find out what people do for a living and you trying to tell people what you do for a living mm-hmm. and how y'all can build oh jeez I hate those let's build people so yeah if you thought if we were in a social gathering setting and you thought I was flirting with you chances are I probably was but it don't be serious flirt sometimes it's just that's how I have conversation so you're not gonna put yourself in the mixing category cause you definitely be mixing I have moments a mix mm-hmm. but my thing i want people to enjoy their time mm-hmm. and so for me like you enjoying your time is like good music good conversation and smiles so so that's why i tell a lot of jokes i think people should laugh and have smiles i think that's important like every every I was gonna say party but like i think every almost every social gathering needs that person or that personality in the room just to add some levity to the yeah, situation people, times. people take themselves way too uh, okay let me not say people take themselves way too serious because some people have social anxiety so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to move in the room mm-hmm. um um it might be previous tensions or whatever my thing is like i'm not gonna take myself serious let's have a good time yeah so I think sometimes I can be that in the corner person too, like just, but not, not the standoffish way. But I'm, I've never seen you in a corner. Oh, I've, I've, I've <laughs> I can recall times where I've been like, nah. Danita I'm is the ex- most extrovert person, but she swears she's the introvert. And, and nobody you. has any memories of this introvert that you like, because you know we know why it would stand out to us, because when we would see you being an introvert, you'd be like, well, Danita, what's wrong? But we don't do that because you're always extrovert. I am not always extroverted. 
surely you are. A good, a good majority of the time, I have moments, but um, nah, I'm legit introverted. I just, I am intentional about my alone time, like the time where I. You talking about social gatherings? What you mean? You out the house. Even at social gatherings, I I fall back a little bit when I'm feeling introverted. Never have I ever seen that before. Ooh. Nah. Y'all, y'all should pay attention. It's cool. <laughs> Who are you, Dufay? I'm too busy flirting. Um, pre, um, Sheree. <laughs> I'm, I, I do scope and I chill back, mm-hmm. but pre Sheree, I was trying to see who I was going to flirt with. And then a lot of times what I try to do is try to be, like, if it's boring, mm-hmm. like, the event is boring, mm-hmm. I try to bring at least some laughter to the people that's around me. So I don't think uh, the life of the party, mm-hmm. but I think it is, like, I'm I'm going to try to at least make people have a good time. Yeah. Life of the party is, uh... Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> and I think the, the difference between those two is, like, one person, you can come to them and they give you energy the life of the party just pulls all attention to themselves mm, okay now okay. if you buy me i might be talking about some crazy stuff so i was trying to talk about uh people in that wedding oh goodness oh goodness damn but that's all right i feel like it was a very very uh know what y'all was doing in, in the <laughs> women's room but i feel like the, the men were having a blast despite the fact that we was being oppressed first of all okay so i was not in the women's room i was outside trying to get things together and make sure everything was uh they was praying running crying I was trying to have a prayer for the last what's name we got into sports though <laughs> yeah man that's funny um Fam, we needed something first rob didn't y'all have a tv rob request we had to fight to get the remote for the tv <laughs> rob requested coffee for 15 wait, hours wait wait but did anybody check in with the hostesses and say hey is that our job i thought the hostess is supposed to come check in with us no 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 oh, no okay. no uh, you have to make your request known all right. Yes. So, so whenever whenever somebody else needed something, they flagged one of us and said, "Hey, yes. hey." We said, "Most first, Rob went out in the hallway making his petition on." And they told him to get back in the room. We opened up that door fifteen times and said, "Hey, yo, we hungry. We keep seeing people walk across our walk past our door with food. Everybody walking past the door with food." That's when, tough. Yeah, I had look. That's tough. She said that's tough, though. So yeah. disrespectful. You see how they do black men? Nah, fam. We had, <laughs> we had Mr. Saginaw in the room. We could at least get some food when Mr. Saginaw entered the room. Y'all got to learn how to treat y'all local celebrities, right? Oh, who's Mr. Saginaw? Tony brother. I mean, um... Brittany. Brittany, Brittany brother. brother. Oh, I was unaware. I'm sorry. That's your problem. I thought you were supposed to be a hostess. Yeah. No, no <laughs> one gave me that memo. Yeah. This man just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he can't even get a bagel. That's how I felt. I was out here hungry, thirsty, parched. Me too. Mm. And we was out here serving looks. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why y'all didn't get food. Y'all was too busy serving looks. No. I think everybody. I just wanted I mean, to... you you can't serve and be served at the same time, so. 
Christ did. You speak for yourself. <laughs> Y'all wanted the groomsmen to watch their figure? Mm, I'm going to know kind of know all of that. What's the next topic? Uh, you your... <laughs> I was about to get into my wild bag. So, uh, anybody? Not in your wild bag. You no, know, I had some stuff to say. So, the wedding was amazing. Um, we were on our best behavior, but you know, if you was at the wedding, um, I want you to know, I was the available groomsman. So, if you try and take that availability from me, wait, find yourself in my DMs. Mm-mm. You walked away from the wedding with a whole wife, so. <laughs> I, I did walk away with a wife. Um, no, but me and her negotiated. So that was a no. You negotiated your whole fake okay. marriage? Okay, so let me, let's give context. So for the <laughs> listeners, if you go back to episode, what, what episode was Donna? Three. Episode three, Dawn is Danita's sister. For about the last year, maybe year and a half. Two years. Me and Dawn has had a sexual attention. Beef. <laughs> beef. It's been beef. They got they sexual want smoke. Sexual tension. <laughs> there is no tension of the sexual variety. Mm. I can't make any comments. I'm just going to tell the story because I've already. No, you made, can make comments because this is about you. I've only, I've only, I've already made um, commitments. So. Our our sexual attention. Our friendship has been very aggressive. Wait, because that don't sound pleasant. I I um I've trolled Don um to making her my betrothed, and she's met me offering my love and affection to her with nothing but violence <laughs> and aggression. And sometimes negotiation, but her negotiation skills aren't the best. Wait, I don't agree. <laughs> anyway. I disagree. And so, um, she assaulted me at the wedding as well. She did not assault you. Fam, she fired on me like six times. <laughs> Love taps. So, at the wedding, we took a photo. Don't I phone into the podcast, fam, on the next episode. Oh, okay. On the I'm next episode. Like, she can't hear you. <laughs> I could be on the phone with her right now. Matter of fact, let me call her. Go ahead. I'll call her. Don't you should like call. It. You should call. Okay. Her. Yeah, you should call her. As I'm calling Don. So we took a photo at the wedding. I posted it. Everyone started congratulating wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. You took a photo. Yeah. Whose idea was the photo? Mine. And who said what about the photo? No. So I took a photo at first and Dawn was in the background. She's like, oh no, I need a real photo. Let me put on my lip gloss. I don't believe this because Dawn didn't wear lip gloss. She wore lipstick. Okay, lipstick. You needed something for her lips. Pause. <laughs> You're nasty. Says the dude who laughed. She ain't gonna pick up. Oh. Yo, you called. You know she was gonna pick up. Don, don't say anything Hello? incriminating. You are on the podcast. Hi, Don. What? I did not sign a waiver of consent. That's cool. I, about the, you about all talking about the other day, or are you no, talking about right now? No, relax. <laughs> we are recapping the wedding, um, and Danita has brought it to the public's attention that uh, I walked away with a wife. Although, 
for the record, I, I said that we negotiated the annulment. I am trying to tell the history of why we have beef. And so I feel like the people should hear your side of the story. Well, have had um, beef. I don't know what you told the people yet. So, <laughs> what have you told them a lot? I said I've, I've trolled you for two years and offered you my love and affection, and you've met it with nothing but violence and aggression. Wow. The slander. See? Mm. Anyway, so. Um, it started one day. I don't know what happened. Um, was Danita new to the job at that point? Oh, God. You, you gonna give all the details. Yeah. Huh? Go I ahead. I don't know all the details, but basically, Mr. Bland, I can say your last name, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the people know my last name. Mr. Bland um, found out that my sister had a sister with me, huh? And she said something about let me talk to my betrothed, and then mm-hmm. we told him that betrothed meant like engaged. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just got awkward. <laughs> so, you see how everything comes full circle? Yeah, Japanese it dinner? got awkward. But um, long story short, he plays too much. So, yes, so I do threaten him. You heard on podcast number three, I think it was. I told him I would fight him. And the offer still stands. But no, we are not dating. Sexual we are just friends. Attention. We are not married. And I would never look like that at my own wedding. I was beautiful. Yes, thank you, everyone. But I look cute. But no, I would be way more grandiose. Grandiose. Now, Dom's. Yes. Dom's, uh. Okay, so the trolling would have been ended, but there was so much trolling. There was so much trolling. When I first started trolling, I was serious, and Don didn't know me to know that I'm not serious at the moment. Wait, but how could you be serious if you were trolling? Because I presented as as a serious proposition, so I was offended that she was just like, "No." You just said when you first. I'm hardcore. Everybody gets to know. This especially is true. if I don't know you. This is true. But you can get a yeah if you ask again. Dufay with these side comments. I'm a Don't you, you gotta you gotta give smoke to Dufay too. Um <laughs> I just felt like I'm way too much of a catch for that quick of a no, so I kept trolling. So your pride was hurt. Excuse you? What? Yes, you know so. what? I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice. So me and Don has had friendship since then with just moments of aggression. And I'm still, I am still severely, highly, deeply disappointed about the lack of a dance battle because DeWan didn't want no smoke. I was politic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of was. Me and Don also has a $50 bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50 and 100 No. About that, even though I'm gonna win, but you can't tell them about that. Okay, I want to know what's the bet. We'll talk about it off mic. Uh, yeah, that's off mic. <laughs> All right, uh, Don Legend, I will, uh, I'm gonna say I'll hit you up later. I won't hit you up later, <laughs> but <laughs> laugh, thank though. you for calling into the podcast. You call her. Oh, um, next time y'all 
y'all call me. Y'all better be calling to get Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grade question. Love you. All right. Bye, Donna. Hey, love you too. Bye, y'all. That's my little boo. I'm going to win that bet. No, you anyway. <laughs> What's the bet, though? We'll talk about it off mic. She off the phone. Now. We'll right. talk about it off mic. We got to be... Uh, now you're going to have everybody want to know what the bet is. They can find out when yeah. the bet has been finished. Okay. Now, that sounds wild. Only to you, Dwight. Here, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> What's the next topic? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't even know how we transition into the next topic off of this one. I don't really know what I don't. Really let's, let's let's do some either ors. Okay. All right. So, would you rather the person you're dating mm-hmm. be attractive or fashionable? Attractive. Wait. Um. Attractive. Why? I don't like. What you mean, like? You don't you don't have to be fashionable to dress okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you don't gotta if you're not fashionable, that don't mean you automatically a bum. You know what I'm saying? Like you dress like a bum. Yes. So what I think of what people say about Rihanna, like she's attractive. Period. So she could put on a paper bag and people would still be like, she fine because she's attractive. But I also but how, how many Rihannas is walking around here? Not a lot. Um, but yeah, I blue better than Rihanna. You got a lot of chicks looking like Randy. <laughs> Sexual chocolate? Hmm? Sexual chocolate? Okay. <laughs> what Rand- are you talking about? Randy Watson, Sexual Chocolate, Coming to America. Uh, aren't you? Aren't you Dewan? Black movie connoisseur? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I not. I, I don't know nothing about Sexual Chocolate. Nothing of sexual nature. I am untampered with and pure. Lies. The lies you tell on the podcast. Um, I would say attractive. Because I feel like you... I mean, being fashionable could lead into you being attractive. But if you're attractive already, then you ain't got to be super fashionable. (sighs) I'm going to go with attractive, but I ain't going to lie. It's going to hurt my heart. <laughs> if you're not fashionable, well, like Duface said, you can dress like well and not no. be fashionable. No, it's you. You don't have to dress like a bum to not be fashionable. Okay. Explain. Yeah. Okay, so like they're okay. Fashionable people. I feel like. Most of the time you see them dressed, you got yo, they body the the look. Mm-hmm. There are some people who you have to you know that one person you see them a million times but you've never given them a compliment about their outfit, but it's never bothered you. What you mean? Like you ain't never seen that one person like you just know you see them all the time and when you think of them you don't think this person dresses terribly, but that ain't the that ain't the person you would run to for. Yo, know, where you get them pants from? Oh, it's a lot of people like that, though. Those aren't fashionable people. 
So that's what. But I, they I'm are not, okay. I'm not fashionable, so like I have spots, but I'm not fashionable, so I don't. I think I don't, that's why I don't bother. You are fashionable, like you are. Like I need to make sure I hit this H and M, this Macy's. You know, I gotta get my sweater vest that go with the these shoes. Yeah, the cardigan. The go with this I gotta get my the infinity sweater, scarf. The infinity yeah, scarf. Yeah, that, that rocks with this. What's the name? You know what I'm saying? Like it's fall time. Yeah, fall is the best time to dress. See, up. ladies. The uh, the dress shoe boots and uh, and the hood boots. Mm-hmm. Why you are that's you, yeah. yeah. You have a, a um a budget for your wardrobe, so I understand why that would be a problem. He a fashionista. I was dating a fashionista, so I had to, I had to keep up work. Makes sense. Yeah, I will say though, mm-hmm. you, from the girls that we have seen you date, since then, two of them have not been fashionable. Have not been fashionable. So, like, did that hurt you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this truth or truth? Let me see. I'm trying to think of the two. Okay, well, I know one, one is not a date. One was not really dating. Yeah, but involved with. Yeah. Or associated with, we'll I say. I can't think about that one. The one that I'm for sure, I don't know who the other one is. The one that I for sure know isn't fashionable was attractive and when she wanted to dress up she could mm-hmm. but it was a very like i don't care to mm-hmm. right so did it bother you uh no i think a part of it was the time because it was like spring heading into summer so mm-hmm. you don't got to be super fashionable in that time I but think- if she would have y'all would have got to fall <laughs> she would have to turn that up. yeah um maybe not i feel like it would it be awkward if the dude is super fashionable and the chick is just like yo mediocre kind of I would say <laughs> that sounds so rude hey y'all pull punches I don't um somebody make Alexa turn the lights on y'all know she hate me <laughs> Alexa turn on all the lights who's the who's the second chick are we able to to dis- Alexa turn on all the lights Are we able to describe the chicks by events? What I know? Yeah. Um, Speaking of being fashionable. Events? I like Leo's. these socks. Mm. Noted. All right, so. Can <laughs> y'all move on? <laughs> Wait. Socks. Oh, first of all, I'm I'm dripped right now okay. in blue. Cool, real? Y'all <laughs> <laughs> Okay, look, man. Fam, look. You're going to get hurt. Prince of all sins. You're going to get hurt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You would never. I can't. No. <laughs> no, I you can't. cannot. Fam, I was watching Endgame, and when the Wakandas came out, I promised you somebody screamed R.I.P. Nipsey before they started scrapping with Thanos. That's in the director's cut? No. When they... When, <laughs> when he was doing the circles. Yeah, when, when after... Um, why? When they was doing Bombay, somebody's like, yo, free Nipsey. I mean, R.P. Nipsey. <laughs> Wait, he got locked up? No, they said R.P. Nipsey. Okay. I'm going I'm to go watch it. All right. I'm going I'm to look out for it. You got to turn your little volume up. Yeah. Put my headphones in. What's the next? The next either or? Yeah. You got another one? Bye, bye.
No. <laughs> oh, so let, let's let's go off our, our conversation that women don't have game. Would you rather the person's game be? You don't want to just say that and then slide into the next topic. Women don't. Would you rather the person's game it. be corny or charming? Oh, that's difficult. I feel like this is only my question because y'all think all oh, women okay. are corny. Corny or witty? Y'all don't think women are witty. Y'all sexist. Anyway. Um, I don't think women have game. You also don't think women are funny or witty. I do think a lot of women are witty. Funny. What's the difference? How do you define the difference? Because wit doesn't have to have to be used in humor. A lot of people use humor and wit, but those two aren't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will not further argue that point. So, witty or... <laughs> I was trying to remember. Don't judge me. I'm really glad this podcast isn't recorded. Um, Why is the podcast isn't recorded? Like, video. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Um, witty or... We just been talking to each other. Yeah, we just been talking to each other. Like normal. What's the options? Be witty, witty or, or corny. Or corny. As far as the, the game that somebody's giving you. This may surprise y'all, but I would rather witty. Be witty. Because witty can be funny, but witty also showcases intellect. I'm a huge fan of dad jokes. I love dad jokes. But if you come at me with a terrible dad joke, I'm just going to be like, oh, that was trash. Please remove yourself from my presence. But if you're like just witty from jump, I'm intrigued. So be witty. Shout out to why. I'm going to say witty as well. Okay. Um, because that 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 gives me an insight on where your intellect is. Yeah. And it also gives me an insight on what your interests are. Say more. A lot of wit is pulled from like things we learn, things we read, pop culture, entertainment, mm-hmm. media stuff. So you have to you have to pull that from somewhere. Gotcha. You have to be engaged with something in order to. Yep. Regurgitated, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say, Baba. Um, I'm gonna say, <laughs> pro- no. probably. No. You said witty or what? Corny. Corny. Yeah. I don't like corny women. Really? Mm-mm. Like, name something that's corny. Name a like a pickup or a game that's corny. I don't know. Women are like cheesy. All <laughs> we are really cheesy. It's just like, real corny. I I can't tell you because I don't oh. think it's corny. Dewan would have to give you something. Like oh, matching jogging suits. Wait, why is that corny? Like like, 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 like pick like, up. No, like custom line. custom corn, like jogging suits. But that's not you already know, in a relationship. Together, though. Yeah. Yeah, in I mean, that case, a, first of all, a woman's not gonna walk up to you with a matching jog and suit like, "Hey, put this on." That's a sick, a sick, sick woman. That's like that's already in a relationship. This would have to be like pick game, up game. Game to no, I just said game. I didn't say pick up. Oh, see, that's the problem. People think they got to stop no, using that game. I think girls that are corny are are cute. Like, like not being picked up. 
picked up, I need to see your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, but as far as they're gay, but, but like, yeah, but like in a relationship, you can be corny. Like, okay, because I'm gonna be corny, but I'm gonna be corny on purpose. I, I don't. Sometimes I don't think girls can be. I don't think girls are corny, corny on purpose. I think they're just corny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into this conversation. Do do we believe women have game for pickup? Just game, period. Just period. I think women are very manipulative. So, um, <laughs> I think that is their game. <laughs> I am offended. And be offended. Let me tell you why, though. Because. It's true. And we got pulled beca- out. No, because it is true. Women are very manipulative. However, men are also very manipulative. Everyone's manipulative. Everyone but is. Men, men are stupid, though. So, men are like, stupid, but that, that doesn't mean that they're not manipulative. It's just one is more successful than the other. And I think that depends on the situation. I don't think that women lack game. I just think that women don't have to have game. So they lack it? No. They have it. They just don't have to use it. Um, okay, I think they lack it because they don't need it. And I say they lack it because the attempts, you could, t- okay, like, when somebody say, yo, I can dunk, I just don't because, like, Steph Curry can dunk. Mm-hmm. You just rarely see that because that's not, like, mm-hmm. his most effective tool. Mm-hmm. It's a difference between that and somebody trying to dunk and getting halfway through the net. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So where where are you going with that line of thought? You're saying that I women are trying to get halfway through the net. Y'all not Steph Curry dunking. Y'all are the person who's five two, trying to touch net. Because y'all don't need it. I feel we like we did I... a thought. Me and Danita did a thought, and most of this is mental. We listed seventeen women that the collective knows. Mutually, allegedly. And out of those 17, three. three had game. Why do I don't know about this? I did it together? Like when y'all yeah. together? Yeah, when the argument first happened. The, collect, the collective? That yeah. The, yeah. That the collective knows. Yeah. So we can, uh, did we write it down? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We just listed it. Or did we? I'm no, we did. Do, do, no, do, don't no, do that. No, I ain't going to say their names. Okay. Do that, but... Do, th- we did write it do down. They, um, do are they are any of them in the collective? No, nobody in the collective. We the collective women were the first one that was marked out. Okay, she tried to argue Corzetta, but I think Corzetta will tell you that she's corny. Okay, I was about to say yeah, they were. Wait, I'm trying to think of the three that does. Um, I'm guessing she gone. She's thinking Dawn is one of the people. I don't think Dawn made the list. Oh. Mm-mm. Is it like form? Is it like people that really the collective knows, or is people all, that all been three bought of, by the collective, bought around by the collective? All three of the people the collective knows. Mm-hmm. And they're all women. Yep. I can't even think of all seventeen women the collective knows. That's why I said like the collective was included in so the count got, of the seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah. Ch no. Absolutely C-H. not. Ch. That's the beginning of their name. Oh yeah, no, she's marked off. Yeah. No. Who are who are the people that are? Uh, uh Jess Hilarious made the list. 
Just Hilarious did make the list. There we who? Uh, <laughs> you want to hear when we discover this? This person um, looks like Just Hilarious. Think about Just Hilarious okay. and who the collective knows. Are they related to somebody? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Tyra made the list. Okay. What was it again? Game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyra scary to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tyra seems like she'll eat somebody alive. I, 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 she's scary to me. Uh, oh, I said her name. I thought. Oh, 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 I said her yeah. name. He said her name. Yeah. And who's the other person? Please who hold. Who's the other person? Please hold. Because I know that we wrote this down. Look, all of the women who <laughs> the collective knows, they're like, it's me. No, it's not. Dang. It's one. <laughs> no, it could not. be, though. It's true for at least one of them. Oh, I think we gave Dawn a point five because Danita said she had a game, and I said I don't know. I, I ain't never seen it, but I've seen a couple of them, couple of them like chasing her. So I guess you gotta have something. But they were like nerds. But here's the thing: men, men chasing a woman, a woman doesn't mean that she has. It, game. it gives you no insight on if she has. Oh, you right. Yeah. You right. That's a plus. That's a point. Wait, it was. No. All right, so we got two. <laughs> two and a possible. Two and a possible. This sounds like a spades game. Yeah, so. That's you, wild. <laughs> if you're a woman and you think you I, got game I again. I think that goes on his point then. Wait, wait, wait. Statistically. If you're, wait, a, if you're a woman and you think you got game, find yourself in my up. DMs and, and prove me wrong. Maybe this is something else. I think that's a different conversation. Wait. Oh, was it? Was it with a Y? Because it yes, yes. Because it was it was a text conversation. That's why only person I was thinking about. She does when she wants to. Yeah, like I didn't think. uh, She also will pull a a burner out on you. So (laughs) (laughs) you just gotta roll the dice. We know. I think you all know that. (laughs) You can't point five a person. Most of y'all lame though too. Oh, and then um the the point five was not Dawn. It was um Who? What? Oh, we said it's inconclusive if this person has game. Mm-hmm. Like they may if they want, the but they also one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's inconclusive. Inconclusive. So we got three in a pot. Oh, because mine don't. <laughs> no, nah, we not nah. nah. She got scratched off the list. Okay. <laughs> no offense. No, it's okay. Lee with love. But. Absolutely adorable. Again, the views expressed on this podcast is that of the collective. Partially. Fully. A little bit. How many men uh, that are the, in the collective or associates of the collective would you say have games? We would have to list them out. I'll be honest. All my niggas. <laughs> no. What's no. the name has no game? No. What's the name has no, no game? And I'll be like, bro, what are you doing in life? First of all, I have True, questions. one. About yeah. one in particular, I have questions. Because as many... What's the he word? Could. He dummy just don't missions? know how to use it. As many dummy missions as oh, no, no. the men have been sent on, I have questions. Surely he has game. <laughs> really? He's just not a closer. <laughs> okay. If you if you if you are able to to bring 
Okay, to okay, a certain okay. Point. I got you. Wait. <coughs> okay. Pause. Let's, <laughs> let's move on before we get people. To Edit. <laughs> Mainly me. <laughs> Edit. All right, so we want to move on to our mental health conversation of we the week. Um, shout out to all of the people who got married, will be married. Shout out to all the people who got game, don't got game. All the fashionistas. All the sweatpants and t-shirts. <clears throat> so, yeah. So the, the mental health conversation of the week is uh, it's been something that I've been reflecting on lately. I want to have this conversation with you all. So, uh, um, <laughs> so. A lot of people have been talking about healing lately. Like I, that is a very, very big conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, healing from trauma, and the roadmap looks so differently for each person that I think there's been a lot of misconceptions of what what does healing look like and what does that journey look like. Mm-hmm. So. I want to have a conversation. I think we should have a conversation about just some of the misconceptions that we have unlearned in our process of healing. So I have at least three different things ran across my mind as you were um, introing this topic. Um, One of them, because more than likely I will forget all of them, um, one of them, one of the misconceptions is that healing is not, it's not pretty and it's not like lighting candles and taking solo trips to Bali. Like healing is intense and it is rough and it is scary um, and it's not just a one stop event like it is a constant process that will continue to be messy and dirty and scary and intense about how far along in your process did you come to that realization so i want to say i've i've come to this realization at least three different times in the past two years so it's like I will get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm good. And the thing about healing, or at least the thing about my healing is when I have triggers, I'll question whether or not I'm actually healing or if I'm like stuck. So like I've had that at least like three different, like I said, three different times in the past two years where it's like, I shouldn't still be tripping about this one thing or I shouldn't still be this bothered but it's like no I'm allowed to actually still be this bothered because I am still going through healing what what do you define as healing so off the top of my head I want to say you're healed when you can look at an event especially a traumatic event and not feel those same um triggers or specifically for me that same like helplessness 
Um, but you can actually look at a traumatic event and on the other side of it say, this is what I can take from it to help move me forward. Like, these are the lessons that I've learned from this. Um, and maybe that's something that you can avoid or maybe it's just something to look out for or maybe it's just something to carry into how you treat other people and you're moving forward. But um, I think part of me also is still kind of trying to define what healing is. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, that is a, a common thing for a lot of people on this journey to healing. They are are at a desk. They are looking uh, to get to a destination of something they have no definition to. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. And I feel like I'm a part of the population that is that, or at least the the definition of what healing is. Um, is always evolving and, and taking on different contexts for me. One of the biggest things that I had to, to realize um, when going through a journey of healing that you are different. I think folk, yeah. a lot of people think you return to something and you just don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and a part of it, I think, I mean, even if you look at it from like a physical point, mm-hmm. Like, you can heal from certain injuries or something like that, but your body still is different. Like right. You got no scars or, or your arm don't move the same way. And I think we we think that we are going to return to who we was before the trauma. Or, and um, having to learn that, no, you're different, and that doesn't that doesn't mean you are, are less than what you used to be. Right. But you are definitely um, different. Mm-hmm. So another thing, <laughs> we just kind of looked at each other for a second. Um, but I think another thing I would say about healing as far as a misconception is um, we often think of one particular part of healing, which is grief. And we think of it in one very specific way, which is that there are five stages. Um, and I think that is, number one, it's a misconception that grief just has to do with physical death of a person. Um, so I think a lot of people don't understand that you can have a, a grief process in your healing, whether that is the loss of a person, the loss of a friendship, the loss of a relationship, um, or even just a traumatic event, period. There will be grief associated with it. Um, and then the other part of that misconception is that there are five stages and that those are sequential. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily the case um, when it comes to going through the five, the five stages of grief, which there is some school of thought that there's more than five. Um, some say there's up to 12. But when it comes to moving through those stages of grief, it doesn't have to be in a very specific, succinct order. But you can actually cycle through several different of those stages before you are on the other side of it. And repeat them. And repeat them. Lord, can you repeat them? Yo, anybody who want, I, I think uh, every time people talk about the five stages. You have to. <laughs> I just think people should watch The Hunting the Hill House. It's an amazing show. And it, um, you'll definitely walk through every single stage of grief mm-hmm. um, and find some catharsis. So 
Yeah. I was that. afraid of that show. Go ahead. I think, um, uh, what I think, I think healing is different from everyone. I think people on the outside have to understand that their healing may be different from the person that's trying to heal, um, mm-hmm. that they're around that's trying to heal. I think we have to have grace for one another and um, and try to understand that you know their healing process takes different. Just like when when the, um, different products break, like um, metal. When metal breaks, um, you need heat to mold it, um, mold mm-hmm. it back together. Mm-hmm. But when when glass breaks, you can use glue. You know, there's different ways to heal, um, and people need to just be patient with people as they heal. Um, uh, you know, I don't say just let people get away with it, want to get away with, but still mm-hmm. like be patient with people and understand that it doesn't look one way and doesn't have a time limit that you think the time limit should be for of sure. their healing. For sure. Yeah. Like uh, in my process, I had to learn that accountability for me looks different. Uh, Self accountability, and not different in a way where I'm like, "Yo, I'm wilding," (laughs) but it's okay because I'm I'm healing. But it's it's like in in certain ways, I had to not allow myself liberties that uh that I would otherwise yeah do because I'm like, this is this is uh either going to slow down my process or it's going to hurt somebody along the way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, does anybody have a, a roadmap to do you have a, a, a plan or, or, or discipline that you use during your process? I think uh, for me, I think my healing has been uh, wrong. <laughs> I think uh, wrong? yeah, I think I, I think I did things incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest anything I have done to other people. Like I'm not I'm not talking about like I was out here wilding, like smashing people or mm-hmm. drinking, get me getting like drunk or anything like that. But um, like I pulled away from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, became very much uh, one into myself to mm-hmm. try to heal myself. I think it made the process longer. Um, mm-hmm. What was your question? Do you have a roadmap? Yeah, it was uh, our discipline. No, I don't have a roadmap. I have, what, what I learned quicker, and this is going to be a lot on religion, um, what I learned quicker is that we tend to want to be upset or want to be hurt because mm-hmm. the hurt at least has a feeling yeah um and i i, f- I figured so you can go th- from hurt to apathy mm-hmm. really quick um but a lot of times what we do is we rather go to apathy than to surrender um because a lot of times and this is what I'm saying. This is 
to do with my faith more than anything. A lot of time I know that Christ is the answer. You know, like mm-hmm. I know that um, Christ and the Holy Spirit is the one that will come for me to help me get through things. But I want to stay in my hurt and, and stay in the things that have hurt me or because it, it at least gives me some sort of feeling right. that is not just numbness. Right. Um, and this is where... <laughs> this is where I had to do some stuff like bro like okay so this is what I talk about that this is this is whack this is something that is very very whack and I know it's it's not it's not whack I don't want people to say, think it's very troublesome in my mind um, that I did this and I and when I when my mom passed away every time I began to heal like, I began to, like, everything is going to get better. Mm-hmm. I would go listen to or watch a video of her mm-hmm. so I can hurt myself again. Yeah. So I can feel that hurt because I didn't want... I felt like healing from that is, is saying that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was very toxic. I don't know. Like, like it was... I think that was very toxic. It's not like I would forget her or forget anything about her. I really just wanted to hurt and I wanted to feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, like... And so I would do that. Um, this is why I say people heal differently. Because I still was able to heal from all of that. But I still think I prolonged it a, a lot. So I think it's... I don't know. I don't have a roadmap. I think people have to find their own way. I think the quicker you surrender to the Holy Spirit, if you are a believer, the better it can be. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I wouldn't say I have a roadmap. I don't have those answers. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say, well, I don't know. So, I'll say this way. Um, For me, and this is not a professional opinion or a suggestion or anything like that, but when it came to me um, going through my process of healing, I was, so from one trauma, I guess, so through through the process of the divorce, um, I was intentional about taking a certain amount of time for myself and like not pursuing dating, not trying to be pursued in dating, not trying to um, like fill a void or anything like that. So at the start, once everything was finalized, I said, okay, so I'm just going to go through whatever it is that I'm going to go through by myself and for the next like year I'm not going to talk to anybody I'm not going to date anybody I'm not going to be pursuing any kind of romantic relationships or anything like that so that was the one thing where I was like this is what I'm going to do to heal Um, and then about halfway through that I said let me start working on me Um, Let me start um, figuring out what what was my involvement in our relationship and that separation and that divorce um, and what can I do moving forward for that. So that was one thing. But another part of my healing that I think we as Christians don't necessarily talk about um, is I journal a lot. And so when it came to 
us being separated and then finally divorcing, I was mad at God. Like I was livid because it's like, I felt like he failed me. And it's like, we gotten all these different um, prophecies and these different words about like what we would do as husband and wife. And I'm like, we're getting divorced, God, what the heck is happening? Like you said this, that, and the third was gonna happen. And I was like, really specific about talking to God about it. So like Dufay said, um, like, I'm paraphrasing just a little bit, but like Christians kind of, like they won't talk to God, like they'll pull away. But I was really, really intentional about going to God and saying, this is how I'm feeling. Um, and not necessarily just trying to feel my feelings, but like saying, like, you made me, you made him, you made our lives. So let me talk to the person who did all the making and all the putting together and stuff. So I was really intentional about going to God and being mad and being hurt and being broken. Um, just between myself and God. Um, so that was, I guess, like, if there is a roadmap, especially as Christians, I think we have to understand that, number one, God already knows how we feel in these traumatic events, but we have to come to him and let him actually do what he does as far as being God. Um, and then a third thing. So it's not a roadmap, but it's like a checklist. Um, while I did, like Dufay said, kind of isolate myself a little bit. Um, I did have a few people that I was very open, very honest with that I talked to regularly um, about all the ups and downs and all the twists and turns of this healing journey. So um, the collective was really, really helpful. So like just having that community and not completely isolating uh, was helpful. So not intentional, extremely hard to find, especially if you if like if you're going through something right now and you feel like I'm healing, but I don't have that circle. Like you, you can't, I don't think you can like just go out and assign people to be in your circle, but I do believe that God will send people um, that will help you along that journey. Um, it, when you least expect it and when you're not even looking for it, sometimes you might start something um, as far as like a friendship or something and that can grow into that. but. I think it is extremely important to have a community because we are not meant to be um, in isolation. We do more damage to ourselves being in isolation than we do um, when we're healing in community. I don't have, I, so my, my brief advice and we can move on. Um, I think for me, being honest and obedient with God is, is the probably the most helpful thing and then being honest with myself and the people around me people I'm interacting with and the people uh, who offer any accountability in my life just being completely honest um, I think w w one of the things that I'm trying to figure out with because there's not a trauma in my life where I don't I have shame around it so one one thing I'm, I'm trying to uh, like what 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 part of the the shame isn't always an unhealthy thing. 
<laughs> so that's true. I, I'm trying to uh, decipher what what part of this is healthy, what part of it is not, and and letting go of the unhealthy parts. All right. Um, so as as every week, you know, we want to encourage you all to, you know, be proactive in your mental health. Um, see somebody, talk to somebody, uh, but but be proactive in your mental health journeys. Don't call us though, because none of us are licensed. So, I mean, if you if you the homies, we could chop it up, but like, don't let the collective <laughs> be the end of the road for you all. All right, we're gonna get into this week's poet poem of the week breakdown, and this week is is Matt Baduffe. So, you want to give a preference for this? All right, so we're about to listen to the phone. I have, a bad, I have a question for you. Who's the bad guy in this story? You know a boy named Matt. Matt always wear a hoodie or his cap back, Detroit fitted or a snapback, true religion jeans, nice shirt, Louis Vuitton backpack, his mother. His mother wonders how he got that, because she works two jobs. Most of the money goes to DTE, the rest goes to Comcast to pay for his BET, Section 8 pays for rent, food is paid for by EBT, so she wonders how he got that. See, Matt doesn't care that the signs are posted. Drug-free zone, he say he runs his school, he's boasting. He has a half sack of that rock crack in a knapsack right under his backpack, and his backpack doubles as a gun holster, so he ain't talking about shoulders when he say that's where his strap's at. No worry, I'll rewind that. I said he has a half sack of that rock crack in a knapsack right under his backpack, and his backpack doubles as a gun holster, so he ain't talking about shoulders when he say that's where his strap's at. I know you're wondering where this boy's pop's at. Or at least, where's his role models? He was raised by the streets. They told him to get girls, get money, pop bottles. His mother. It's only 14 years his senior. Matt is a senior. That means she wasn't even a senior when she had him. His father was a senior who graduated out of his life when he found out he was having a junior. So before his mother was a sophomore, she brought a fresh man into this world with no principals, no class, no teacher. See, James Brown said it best. This here is a man's world. She did the best she could even introduce him to a preacher. Problem was, the preacher had the same values the world did said money and fame is his top priority and being a broke Christian is just not in the majority so Matt equated money with God and money became his God and that means getting money is his true religion that takes us back to them true religion and a half sack of that rock crack and a knapsack see that's what he believes in and he sells his beliefs and he sells his beliefs so that makes him truly religious but Matt got a little too big for his britches Money bring haters, haters turn to snitches when cops come around. It becomes no mystery, Matt. A senior in high school get a full ride scholarship to Jackson State Penitentiary. In the courtroom screaming, somebody had to be the bad guy. He got that from a movie. Just said, good, bad guys go to real jail, you too old for juvie. So the question was, who is the bad guy in this story? Is it Matt, who was obviously raised bad? Is it his father that never wanted to graduate to become a dad? Is it the pastor that made money, his religion, or is it all of us? Are we all the real villains? Because I said, you know a boy named Matt, and none of us made a difference. See, the bad guys in the Good Samaritan stories were the ones that paid no attention. The bad guys were the ones that kept walking because they were truly indifferent. So I ask you, who is the bad guy in this story? Because as a family, as community, as a people, when we don't get involved, the bad guys look a lot like us all. Yeah. Coming to the stage. We are back. That was uh, Matt Baduface. So, let's get into this breakdown. Do y'all have any questions? Uh, you gonna give them... Yeah, you gotta give them the rundown before we... So, that was a poem that I wrote. 
about um, five years ago or so. And it was directed to the church and the community about um, basically our responsibilities to help other people. Uh, in the poem I talk about we uh, how the Good Samaritans um, actually assist people and we did not, uh, we do not. And so, you know, that was the purpose of the poem. Questions? Uh, is there any parts of that that uh, you feel like you either excel at or struggle with? Personally? Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of what my question was. <laughs> so... I'm really good at uh oh definitely really good was giving back especially to the man in my church and different things. At right now I think I probably would say if I would grade myself one to ten, I would be closer to the one than the ten because I really am be focused on myself in this time and period of my life. Um, I I do assist when I see something that's dire in front of me or someone that is close to me, but I don't think I I go out my way. Mm. Do you, uh, you got another, uh... No, so I was gonna, so my question was, like, where do you see yourself in that poem? Um, but I think that's kind of along oh, the same lines. Yeah, when I wrote it, I saw myself as the Good Samaritan. Right now, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Probably because I don't have... I'm looking for a church home. I, I have a church home, technically, but I don't go to that church. I've been going to a whole bunch of different churches. It's my first time ever in life, like, church hopping, <laughs> trying to find a church. I'm, I don't like it. I don't feel home at a place. I feel like my church is still my home, but I don't want to be there. So, mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, th- this poem is a useful conversation with the churches? divisive dialogue surrounding uh, Kanye this week. Intricate. So, let's just put it out there. I'm not really a fan of, I like, I think what he's doing is cool and it shows his, his amazing musicianship. Ab- yeah, yeah. Abilities. I'm not really a fan of it. Like, yeah. So I'm in the outside of the art, cause the art is different. I think the art is corny, but people are having a conversation about Kanye on the state of his soul. Yeah, and people are just like, some people are like, no, he already in the kingdom, Mm cause other people like, there's nothing this man can do. To convince me that he's a child of God. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's a, it's I don't a, uh, care. That don't, that don't stop. That doesn't stop your responsibility to do for him and to pray for him. And um, just like these terrible false prophets out here, like your responsibility is to rebuke when it's called for, but it is also to pray for them and hopefully they come to the to the light. So. Okay. Any other questions? Alright, I think that's it. So uh, let's let's explain a couple of things since they ain't gonna ask. Um 
I had some bars in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, See, this was your breakdown. So, the bar, y'all yeah, didn't ask me about it. So, you know, the... the Half sack of that rock crack and a half sack? No, that wasn't even that, wasn't even that cold. You know what I'm saying? But that was a visual if you ever see some. I mean, I don't know if you know about the crack game. Um, they used to put it in their, in their um, actual butt so the police wouldn't grab it, you know, couldn't find it. And then they started putting it off, like, off-site, and then they put it, like, somewhere else. So the police run up on them and check them because the police got caught. I mean, the police got, you know, they caught up to that. Oh, you seen your butt. So they start giving you a wedgie and then pulling the wedgie out so it can fall out. First of all, you have to be heavily addicted to drugs. To I want to know who did the research to figure this out. What? The crack that store crack man? was in the butt. Yes. Is that why I was? So everybody was saying it was in it. But Wait. I mean, besides the drug dealers that you knew, all you had to do was listen to any '90s or early 2000s rap album. Okay, so is that why it was called crack? No. Okay. I'm, look, man. All right, I've been in the house. I've been in the house. Okay. You want to warm your car up? Nah, man. It's not even cold outside. But they start Don't putting it on like it, it'll be like an empty McDonald's cup on the curb. Yeah. And you know the crack will be right there. Okay. It's I'm but, uncultured. I'm sorry. You know when it's on you, it's usually in your crack it's because yeah, it's illegal for them to to go in there. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. And it's usually in a knapsack. You know, that's my life of growing up in the hood. I saw that firsthand. <laughs> really, I did, though. Um, but the, you know, freshman, freshman, sophomore, mm-hmm. uh, junior, um, senior, mm-hmm. you know, bars. Um, you know, I was uh, in social work when I wrote this. So EBT, uh, DTE. DTE is terrible. Just want to let y'all know. Yes, it DTE is. is one of the richest companies in Metro Detroit because they be raking up these prices and and taking advantage of our seniors and taking advantage of our our um, disabled yes, and everything. Um, and they actually needs. affect our credits as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you have to have. They definitely have a monopoly on us in South Southeastern um, Michigan. And it's not really fair, but whatever. I digress. But that's it. Where would where would you rank this in your poem discography? Yes. You know, it would probably be top ten. It would be up there with requested. It would be up there with probably like top five because people like this poem and they like I am a Christian. Probably that's probably what's requested most. Mm-hmm. Um. Me, uh, I like the couple lines of wordplay, and I I like the fact that it has a message, um, and and so I I would put it higher than I am a Christian because of the message, and it and it calls is a call for action for people mm-hmm. to do better, um, yeah. So I would put it up there a little higher. I hope I know it has had an effect on people where people say like this really made me think about my family or my brother or somebody in the neighborhood that I can actually affect. So that makes it pretty high in yeah. my listening. That's pretty dope. For sure. Do you do you see this as a, a subject you would revisit? It has to be um unique. I mean it has to be like 
I don't want to try to revisit it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But like, if something comes up that that what's the name to me um, that that makes me people don't like to be challenged. Mm-mm. So I enjoy challenging people, but I feel like you have to challenge them in different ways. Uh, one of my brothers has a poem that says, "Don't." Don't tell me you're going to lift me up in prayer if you only going to lift me up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, you know, it, you know if you're not going to send these prayers up, don't tell me. Or the only time you pray for me is when when you say, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, like, that's your <laughs> prayer. Like, he put that in his poem, and I thought, like, that's so true. Yeah. And, like, one of the things we're called to do is to pray for people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those things like that, I like to touch on those because I think – in this this climate of grace messages, we don't talk about the what our requirements as Christians is. Right. I don't think I would ever kind of touch on this subject again unless it's like just comes naturally. The, the thing with the the challenging poems, nobody ever thinks they're the person you're talking to. Yeah. Unless okay, the ones where you where you like. I'm gonna pray for you is the prayer. You have to be honest with yourself because you know you don't spend like time in prayer. But like people don't, people will hear Matt and be like, yeah, these other people in the church really need to start reaching out to folks. Like nobody. <laughs> it's it's that um, the bystander complex where like yeah. if if it's a bunch of people standing around and somebody needs help, everybody's gonna point the finger like, oh, you help them, you help them, you help them. They never say maybe I should help them. Yeah, like I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's just how I am. You're. Ooh, you know we punch less than we used to. We do. We we got better. And we eat less. I don't know. We poor. I'm poor. People probably been losing the collective bingo. Yeah, like crazy. Let me just get a couple things. I said. I said my girlfriend. We didn't hit the Uber East thing. No. Um, we talked about Britney's good. wedding. Oh, we did. Corzetta's oh, baby. Oh, Corzetta's baby. We did that one. Juan being a uh, <laughs> <laughs> Juan being a player. Juan being in a house coat. Got mm. you. <laughs> oh, that was a good cleanup. I wish y'all could see how I'm dressed right now. <laughs> this man is literally in a house coat. It's I'll a crushed velvet blue Brunette, house coat. Seeing Beanie's picture. Oh my goodness. For the album cover. <laughs> Is she going album? I mean, uh, podcast cover on her? Oh, For the album cover? I might have to do it this week, man. Yeah. I got Photoshop. I'm going to send a picture to Don, though. All right. So, if you want to buy tickets for this uh, year's collective show, go oh, to... Oh, tickets uh, in my car, too. Thank you. Yeah. Go to the face car or Collective Verity on Eventbrite. Put in promo code WINE for 0% off on your ticket. I think that's all we got. Yeah, they, that's it. Yerp. 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 So no, 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 no. Hey, but it's not shot, so get a gun. All in the ears of the ghetto gun. It's some ghetto girls, some ghetto sons. Throwing rocks at the bus and the ghetto fun. I always wonder where the ghetto from. Cause I'm from the ghetto, they never ghetto come. But you win if the bell of my ghetto rung. And if the ghetto lose, they mean the ghetto won. It's out of you, the ghetto, that's out of
that y'all stay together was a physical manifestation of hate in a place where ethnicity determines your placement, a place that defines your station, reminds you that your place is the basement. White people in the attic, selling dope. White people is the addicts. White folks act like they ain't sure us how to traffic. All that dope to China, you don't call that trapping. Breaking bad, learned that from a TV. So don't say it's politics when you see me. When you gonna apologize for your CD? Let them match red and black to a J day.